at the word devotional section devotional time and um we're going to go straight up praying in other tongues for the next 15 minutes i write to read the scripture um first timothy two from verse one to four hallelujah Oh, I'm going to be taking it from the um, King James Version. And it says, I exhort therefore that first of all, supplications, prayers, intercessions, and giving of thanks be made for all men, for kings and for all that are in authority, that we may lead a quiet and peaceable life in all godliness and honesty. For this is good and acceptable in the sight of God our Savior, who will have all men to be saved and to come unto the knowledge of the truth. Hallelujah. I'm going to read um, the prayer points Pastor gave us guiding that um, scripture. It says, We're going to be praying. We pray for all men and declare that this is the day of salvation and grace, so that we break the hold of the evil over men's lives. That's why we're praying for all men, with which he has blinded his eyes. That is the whole the devil has over all men, the, the lives of men, with which he has used to blind their eyes. So we're going to declare that they are turned from the power of Satan onto the power of God. Let's go ahead and pray in order to come. Can you unmute yourself? And let's pray together. La croso pretisa. Mende in brondo pracadesha. Chacabara rabasuti. Endo Mika <laughs> 
Oh, hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, glory to God forevermore. Oh, Lord, we bless your holy name, O oh God. Yes, because your will, plans, and purposes, O oh God, for every one person on the face of the earth is that they may receive salvation. Yes, hallelujah, because you gave up righteousness, O oh God, that you may have all of us fruits of righteousness. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we 
declare right now, hallelujah. Let me see thou devil of darkness ravaging the earth, putting the people in a constant state of blindness, blindness of the heart, blindness of the mind. Yes, in the name of the Lord Jesus, we say, Take your hands off the hearts of the people right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Take your hands off of the people right now, in the name of the Lord Jesus. For the earth is the Lord's at the fullness. Of the people and all that I eat belongs to the Lord. Therefore, thou devil of darkness, you angels of darkness, take your hands off of their hearts, take your hands off of their minds in the name of the Lord Jesus. Yes, the hearts of the men, the people of God. Yes, they are receptive of God, all ready to receive the word. And as we go out preaching the gospel, this ones of God, yes, hallelujah, they are accepting the gospel. For the finished works of Christ are not in vain. Oh, there for a bountiful harvest upon the earth. The harvest of souls. Oh, hallelujah. Lord, we worship you, oh God. We thank you because the earth is full of your goodness. Hallelujah. The earth is full of your goodness. And we, oh God, we are partakers of that goodness. And we are dispensers of that goodness. Everywhere we go, in the name of the Lord Jesus, bringing many to Christ. Hallelujah. Lord, we worship you, oh God. We celebrate your holy name, oh God. God, in the name of the Lord Jesus. Amen. Hallelujah, 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 glory. Praise God. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon and good evening, depending on the nation or the time zone you are connected from. We're going to have an awesome time in the presence of God today, being the 1st of February. Happy new month and welcome to the Inspired by the Word Daily Devotional Times for today. Praise the Lord. Thank you so very much. Over to you, esteemed Amarak. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, dear family. Um, happy new month. When the second month of the year and testimonies already abound, I was talking to a friend yesterday and I said that a lot has changed in my life in the last 31 days. I was just, um, you know, the Bible says, count your blessings, name them one by one. I was counting my blessings and I realized that so much has happened for me, so, so much. And if you would check, you know, sometimes you need to stop and check for you to realize that that's what it is. So um, welcome to February. And the Bible says that the glory of the latter is said that will of necessity at all times surpass that of the former. So we can, we can be sure that God is able to exceed all that he did in January. Now talking to some friends, they, some people have achieved all their results, all, the, all they achieved in, in 2020 They've achieved all of it already as of January in 2021. It shows you that there's grace and there's speed for achievement. 
especially in the area of leading people, especially in the area of kingdom financing. You know, how do you expect that someone who has done, who did maybe um, 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 about um, maybe $5,000 last year in kingdom financing, and the person already has hit over $20,000 this year, there's grace. There's grace for everything that we need to do in this year. So on a daily basis, let's take advantage of grace. And if there's one place I am sure that grace is ministered to a man, the Bible tells us that this grace comes by the knowledge. It comes by knowledge. So daily as we come, as we gather like this to know more of God, as we increase in knowledge, then grace increases, praise God. So today being the 1st of February, 2021, Monday 1st, today's title of today's devotional is His Word to You is What You Need. Um, it's being projected for you on the screen, so you can just follow me as I read. Our opening verse is taken from Psalms 119 verse 140. The word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. Thy word is very pure, therefore thy servant loveth it. Psalm 119 verse 140. God's word is God's creative material. It's powerful, it's power, it's unlimited. The word created all things and is effective today as ever. His word to you at any time in your life regarding any situation is all you need. His word to you at any time in your life regarding any situation is what is all you need. All. All you need. Think about what he did with King Solomon. How did God make him the wisest man that ever lived until Jesus it was with words. He appeared to Solomon in a dream by night and asked him, what do you want? Solomon asked for wisdom and understanding. You find that in 1 Kings 3, verse 8 to 9. God didn't open Solomon's brain to deposit wisdom inside. All he said was, Solomon, you have it. He said to him, behold, I have done according to thy words. Lo, I have given thee a wise and an understanding heart, so that there was none like, like, like thee before thee, neither after thee shall any arise like unto thee. First Kings chapter 3 and verse 12. Blessed be God. The moment Solomon received those words, they became to him and in him what God said. Wisdom and an understanding heart were impacted to the man. He did the same with Abraham. He said, thy name shall be Abraham, for a father of many nations have I made thee. You find that in Genesis 17 and verse five. Abraham had no children because his wife was barren. But God said, your name is now Abraham because I have made you a father of many. From then on, it didn't make any difference what the physical circumstances were. He refused to consider his aged body or Sarah's dead womb. 
and began to confess what God has had said about him. His word to you is all that matters. That's your victory. His word to you is all that matters. That's your victory. You know, at any point in time, you can direct the word of God to any situation. So as we're reading this now, you're seeing different scenarios where the word of God was applied. All you need to do is put your own scenario, put your own circumstance in the picture and do the same thing. You say, oh, um, in these places, God appeared to Abraham, God appeared to Solomon, but he has not appeared to me. So I cannot have this kind of conversation with him. If you are born again, you don't need an appearance. God lives on the inside of you. So he's there, talk to him. Talk to him about the matter. Another way you can receive the word of God is, what is that issue? Check what the Bible says, because God will never speak to you outside of his word. He's not going to tell you something that contradicts his word. And that is how a lot of times, you know, because um, in a time like this, a lot of people leave off prophecies. He said, oh, my friend gave me this prophecy. My mom's pastor gave me this prophecy. My friend's um, 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 prophet or prophetess gave me this prophecy. While prophecy is good, Bible says test all spirits. And it's easy, very, very easy to test the spirit of God. Compare it with what the water, sorry, to test the spirit of a prophecy. All you need to do is compare it with what the word of God has said. Any prophecy that does not tally with the word of God is false. Do not accept it. I remember my pastor would say that if you sleep and then maybe you were driving a limousine and then the limousine changed to a bicycle in the sleep. You say when you wake up, say, I reject the bicycle. I receive the limousine. Continue with your life. Stop making a big deal out of dreams. And I was talking to someone some days ago and she was telling me all the kind of dreams she's been having and how she's concerned. I said, Bro, sister, after Jesus came, God stopped speaking to people through dreams. Stop receiving the word for the future through dreams. God lives inside of you. He does not need you to sleep to talk to you. He will talk while you are awake. He will talk to you because he's your friend. He's your teacher. He's your counselor. Do teachers teach their students when they are sleeping? When you go to class, most of us have gone to school, if not all of us. Is it when you are sleeping that your teacher is teaching you? He teaches you when you are awake. So why should you want to live your life with a dream? Why should your dream be the revelation for your life? You don't need any sleep. Open your eyes, look into the word. What has the word of God said about you? And take it and win. When God spoke to Abraham, the Bible, Abraham began to, he stayed on what God had told him and he began to introduce himself everywhere. When they call him Abraham, he said, no, my name is not, no longer Abraham. My name is Abraham because I'm a father of many nations. It was easy for the people to even interpret the name because it was a Hebrew name. So they understood what he was talking. And of course they would have laughed at him, but did it come to pass? It did. And that's why this devotional is saying, the word of God is all you need. The word will produce the house. The word will produce the job, the business capital, anything that you require. He says, I blessed you with all spiritual blessings in heavenly place. That scripture alone, first, uh, um, um, Ephesians 1 verse 3, do you know you can use it to wage war? 
Say, God, you said you have blessed me with all blessings. Therefore, I endorse that I am blessed. I declare that all I require, all that you have blessed me with, I receive them. They materialize in my life. I walk in the reality of them. That scripture is alone. It's enough for you. Read Romans 4, 19 to 20. It says, and being not weak in faith, he considered not his own body now dead when he was about 100 years old, neither yet the deadness of Sarah's womb. He staggered not at the promise of God through unbelief, but was strong in faith, giving glory to God. That's how he works. When God says it and you respond by affirming the same thing, his word to you becomes, his word to you becomes, it prevails in your life and circumstances. Hallelujah. So God says it. You respond. How do you respond? By saying the same thing. You don't have to say verbatim. Saying, if God says, I've given you wisdom, you can say, oh, thank you, Lord. I am wise. I walk in the wisdom. I walk in your wisdom. So this is how it works. What has God said? Find out what he has said. Respond by affirming the very same thing. And your victory is sure. Hallelujah. Praise God. So congratulations. This is um, a word that we can walk through February with and we can bring to fulfillment and to reality every word that has ever been spoken concerning us, whether written in the Bible, whether given to us in prophecy, maybe by a pastor, however it came, we can hold on to them in February and be sure that they will come to pass. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening. I'll hand over to Sister Joy, who will take us through the affirmation for today, the confession in the Rhapsody and the further study. Thank you so much. Thank you so much, Ma. Good morning, Ma. Good morning, everyone. Good afternoon, good evening. Happy New Month to everyone. So I'll be taking the, the further study. Proverbs 4.10. Hear, O my son, and receive my sayings, and the years of thy life shall be many. Hallelujah. Proverbs 4, 20 to 22. My son, attend to my words. Incline thy ear unto my saints. Let them not depart from thy eyes. Keep them in the midst of thy heart, for they are life unto those that find them and health to all, all their flesh. And finally, Isaiah 55, verse 10 to 11. For as the rain cometh down and the snow from heaven and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth and making it bring forth and bud that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater, so shall my word be, be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, hallelujah, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send. Praise God. Um, right now, we're going to be taking the confession. You don't have to unmute your mic. Just repeat after me, or we can read along wherever you are. Through the word, my spirit is enlightened. I have insight into mysteries and secrets of the kingdom. I'm unconquerable. Because the word of God is in my life, is my life, producing in me what he says. I am strengthened by the word today to reign and rule over circumstances 
in Jesus' name. Amen. Praise the Lord. Thank you so much, Mark, for the opportunity. Right now, I'd like to hand over to Brother Dozier to take us through the New Testament reading of the one-year Bible plan. Thank you so much. Good morning, everybody. Thank you so much, um, Sister Joy. Thank you so much, Sister Maka. Good morning, everybody. Um, happy new, happy new month to everybody also. All right, so we're reading the Bible reading from the message translation, and it's been an interesting read. Um, we, yesterday, we read the book of Matthew, chapter 22, and we had a story about um, the banquets um, story where Jesus, where, where the master, where a man invited people to come to a wedding banquet, and um, some of them declined his invitation, some of them killed those that invited them, and now he asks his servants to go and invite every, everybody they see on the streets, on the inter intersections, everywhere. And he invited a lot of people into the wedding banquet. And at a point in time, he came into the wedding banquet and saw somebody that was not dressed properly. For me, the explanation for that is that, uh, you know, God had opened up the door of salvation because initially he, the Jews and um, the people of Israel where the people that were invited. Normally they had an invitation, but they rejected it. Most of them did. And now God opened up the door to everybody and anybody that would believe in Jesus to come in. But there were some people that still came in and they didn't come in through the right door. So those were those, that, that person that wasn't dressed properly was someone that was feasting in the banquet, but did not come in through the right door. So literally the person was not born again, but he was doing the things of the kingdom. And that's what we see most times in the churches and all that. So it's by coming through the right way. And we're jumping into um, verse 15 today and we're reading to the end of Matthew 22. So it goes, paying taxes. That's when the Pharisees plotted a way to trap him into saying something damaging. They sent their disciples with a few of Herod's followers mixed in to ask, teacher, we know you have integrity. Teach the way of God accurately. Are indifferent to popular opinion and don't pander to your students. So tell us honestly, is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? Jesus knew they were up to no good. He said, why are you playing these games with me? Why are you trying to trap me? Do you have a coin? Let me see it. They handed him a silver piece. This engraving, does it, does it look like? And whose name is on it? They said, who does it look like and whose name is on it? They said, Caesar. Then, then give Caesar what is his, give God what is his. The Pharisees were speechless. They went off shaking their heads. Marriage and resurrection. That same day, Sadducees approached him. This is the party that denies all possibility of resurrection. They asked, teacher, Moses said that if a man dies, his brother is obligated to marry his widow and get her with child. Here's a case there. Here's a case where there were seven brothers. The first brother married and died, leaving no child, and his wife passed to his brother. The second brother also left her childless. Then the third, and on and on, all seven. Eventually, the wife died. Now, question, now here's our question. After the resurrection, whose wife is she? She was a wife to each of them. Jesus answered, you are off base on two counts. You don't know your Bibles and you don't know how God works. At the resurrection, we are beyond marriage as with the angels. All our ecstasies and intimacies then will be with God 
and regarding your speculation on whether the dead are raised or not, don't you read your Bible? The grammar is clear. God says, I am not was the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of Jacob. The living God defines himself not as the God of dead men, but of the living. Hearing this exchange, the crowd was much impressed. You know, it's so significant knowing that out of all the religion, Christianity is not a religion because we have a living God. We have a God that is living and that lives in us. The other religions, they don't claim this. We are not a religion because we are distinct because we have a living God. And it's significant here. I go to verse 34. The most important commandment. When the Pharisees heard he had bested the, he had bested the Sadducees, they gathered their focus for an assault. One of their religion, religion scholars spoke for them, posing a question. They hoped to sh will show him up. Teacher, which command in God's law is the most important? Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all passion and prayer and intelligence. This is the most important, the first on any list. But there is a second to set alongside it. Love others as well as you love yourself. These two commandments are pegs. Everything in God's law and the prophets hangs from them. David's son and master. As the Pharisees were regrouping, Jesus caught them off balance with his own test question. What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? They said, David's son. Jesus replied, well, if the Christ is David's son, how do you explain that David, under inspiration, named Christ his master? God said to my master, this is quoting from the scriptures, God said to my master, sit here at my right hand until I make your enemies your footstool. Now, if David calls him master, how can he at the same time be his son? That stumped them, literally that they were. Unwilling to risk losing face again in one of these public verbal exchanges, they quit asking questions for good. You know, Jesus was walking with the Holy Spirit and in the knowledge and the wisdom of God, and he was able to answer all these hard questions they were throwing to him. And this is what the, this, the same Holy Spirit that dwells in Jesus to be able to make decisions and answer hard questions in every facet of his life and in our lives is at work in us. And all we need to do is apply it. Praise God. So at this point, I'll be handing over to Brother John, who will take us in the book of Exodus. Thank you very much. Thank you very much, Brother Duzi. Good morning, everyone. So I'll be reading um, Exodus chapter 22. Um, thank you so much again, Sister Amaka, for this opportunity. From verse 1, if someone steals an ox, or a lamb. So we are still continuing from um, the instructions that uh, God gave to Moses, and he's passing over to the children of the Israelites. So if someone steals an ox or a lamb and slaughters or sells it, the thief must pay five cattle in place of the ox and four sheep in place of the lamb. If the thief, thief is caught while breaking in and is it's hard and dies. There is no blood guilt. But if it happens after daybreak, there is blood guilt. A thief must make full restitution for what is stolen. 
a thief who is unable to pay is to be sold for his thiefing. If caught red-handed with his stolen goods and the ox or donkey or lamb is still alive, the thief pays double. If someone grazes livestock in a field or vineyard but lets them lose so they graze in someone else's field, restitution must be made from the best of the owner's field or vineyard. If fire breaks out and spreads to the brush so that the sheaves or grain or the standing grain or even the whole field is burned up, whoever started the fire must pay for the damages. If someone gives a neighbor money or things for safekeeping and they are stolen from the neighbor's house, the thief, if caught, must pay back double. If the thief is not caught, the owner must be brought before God to determine whether the owner was the one who took the neighbor's goods. In all cases of stolen goods, whether oxen, donkeys, sheep, clothing, anything in fact missing of which someone says, that is mine, both parties must come before the judges. The one the judges pronounce guilty must pay double to the other. If someone gives a donkey or ox or lamb or any kind of animal to another for safekeeping and it dies or is injured or lost and there is no witness, an oath before God must be made between them to decide whether one has laid hands on the property of the other. The owner must accept this and no damages are assessed. But if it turns out it was stolen, the owner must be compensated. If it has been torn by wild beasts, the torn animal must be brought in as evidence. No damages have to be paid. If someone borrows an animal from a neighbor and it gets injured, injured or dies, while the owner is not present, he must pay for it. But if the owner was with it, he doesn't have to pay. If the animal was hired, the payment covers the loss. If a man seduces a virgin, who is not engaged to be married to be married and sleeps with her, he must pay the marriage price and marry her. If her father absolutely, absolutely refuses to give her away, the man must still pay the marriage price for virgins. Don't let a sorceress live. Anyone who has sex with an animal gets the death penalty. Anyone who sacrifices to a god other than God alone must be put to death. Don't abuse or take advantage of strangers. You remember, we are once strangers. You remember, we are once strangers in Egypt. Don't mistreat widows or orphans. If you do and they cry out to me, you can be sure I will take them most seriously. I show my anger and come raging among you with the sword. And your wives will end up widows and children, orphans. If you lend money to people, to any of the down and out among you, don't come down hard on them and gorge them with interest. If you take your neighbor's coat as security, give it back before nightfall. It may be your neighbor's only covering. What else does the person have to sleep in? And if I hear the neighbor crying out from the cold, I'll step in. I'm compassionate. Don't curse God and don't damn your leaders. 
don't be stingy as your vine vats fill up. Dedicate your firstborn sons to me. The same with your cattle and sheep. They are to stay for seven days with their mother, then give them to me. Be holy for my sake. Don't eat mutilated flesh you find in the fields. Throw it to the dogs. Praise the Lord. Wow. Praise God. Thank you so much, Brother John. Um, what we see here is the Spirit of God, you know, giving instructions at this time to the Old Testament folks and is telling them how to live life. You know, and these are rules that have to do with relationship between God and man, as well as man and his fellow man. Um, there are five levels of relationship in life. There's your relationship with God. There's your relationship with the devil. There's your relationship with the world. There's your relationship with other men. And there's, then there's your relationship with, there's, there's a fifth one. I'll probably send it as I'm sending you guys the message on the first fruit. Yeah, so um, if you look through all the different instructions that God gives his people at different times, you find that it has to do with one of these five levels of relationship. So I'm reading Exodus 23. Don't pass on malicious gossip. And I, I believe that you saw something about not damning your leaders, right? Not speaking against your leaders. Yeah, say so don't damn. So here it says, don't pass on malicious gossip. Don't link up with a wicked person and give corrupt testimony. Don't go along with the crowd in doing evil and don't forge your testimony in a case just to please the crowd. And just because someone is poor, don't show favoritism in a dispute. If you find your enemy's ox or donkey loose, take it back to him. If you see the donkey of someone who hates you lying helplessly under its load, don't walk off and give it, help it up. When there is a dispute concerning your poor, don't tamper with the justice due them. Stay clear of false accusations. Don't contribute to the death of innocent and good people. I don't let the wicked off the hook. Don't take bribes. Bribes blind perfectly good eyes and twist the speech of good people. Don't take advantage of a stranger. You know what it's like to be a stranger. You were strangers in Egypt. Sow your land for six years and gather in its crops. But in the seventh year, leave it alone and let it rest so that your poor may eat from it. What they leave, let the wildlife have. Do the same with your vineyards and olive groves. Walk for six days and rest the seventh, so your ox and donkey may rest and your servants and migrant workers may have time to get their needed rest. I, you know, you, you, sometimes you go for a job and then they tell you that this job, you have to work seven days a week. This is God telling, telling um, 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 bosses. He said that like, at least give that staff a day off to rest. You know, so um, there are certain things that I, I will not even take a job that requires me to work on a Sunday. I won't take it because this is, the scripture is telling you it's not in line with God's will. Because God is saying you, you need that one day off. You need it. 
this is God talking to bosses, but you can, whether you're a boss, whether you're an employee, you can see how God feels about a, a, a job. Because for us, we find rest in the presence of God. So how do you walk? And then Sundays, you can't go to church because you're resting, because you have to walk. Of course, I know for medical practitioners, they work with shift. But that means after they've done that particular shift, they have some time off because of the nature of their job. So um, verse 13, listen carefully to everything I tell you. Don't pay attention to other gods. Don't so much as mention their names. Three times a year, you are to hold a festival for me. Hold the spring festival of unraised bread when you eat unraised bread for seven days at the time set for the month of Abib, as I commanded you. That was the month you came out of Egypt. So no one should, no one should show up before me empty handed. Hold the summer festival of harvest when you bring in the first fruits of all your work in the fields. Hold the autumn festival of ingathering at the end of the season when you bring in the year's crop. See, the Spirit of God is mentioning first fruits again. We've compiled all the email addresses, so you're going to get um, you're going to get that mail today. Three times a year, all your meals are to appear before the master, God. Don't offer the blood of his sacrifice to me with anything that has yeast in it. Don't leave the fat from my festival offering overnight. Bring the choice first produce of the year to the house of your God. Don't boil a kid in its mother's milk. Now get yourselves ready. I'm sending my angel ahead of you to guard you in your travels, to lead you to the place that I have prepared. If God is doing this for unbelief and um, for, for for Old Testament folks, uh, you know I'm reading this and I, I'm I'm appropriating it to myself. So God has sent His angel ahead of Amarak to guard her in all her travels, that is in all my trips, in all my endeavors, to lead me to the place that God has prepared for me. So I can be sure that every day as I go about my life, I am being led to that place, the people. The, the places, the resources that God has presented and prepared for me. Pay close attention to him, obey him, don't go against him. He won't put up with your rebellion because he's acting on my authority. That means he's referring to the Holy Spirit. But if you obey him and do everything I tell you, I'll be an enemy to your enemies. I'll fight those who fight you. Remember one of our devotional, I was saying that you don't have to worry about who anyone who makes themselves your enemy. You don't have to. If they make yourself enemy, they've, they've taken enmity with God and God is going to suck them. So you just go about your life, enjoying your life. Say, I'll be an enemy to your enemies. I'll fight those who fight you. When my angel goes ahead of you and leads you to the land of the Amorites, the Hittites, the Perizzites, the Canaanites, the Hevites, and the Jebusites, I'll clear the country of them. So don't worship or serve their gods. Don't do anything they do because I'm going to wipe them right off the face of the earth and smash their sacred phallic pillars to bits. But you... You serve your God and he'll bless your food and your water. I'll get rid of, of the sickness among you. There won't, there won't be any miscarriages nor barren women in your land. I'll make sure you have full and complete lives. I'll send my terror on ahead of you and throw those people you're approaching into a panic. All you see of your enemies is the backs of their necks. 
and I will send the spirit on ahead of you. It will push the Hivites, the Canaanites, and the Hittites out of your way. I'll get rid of them all at once, lest the land grow up in weeds. I won't get rid of them all at once, lest the land grow up in weeds and the wild animals take over. Little by little, I'll get them out of there because you have a chance to get your crops grow, going and make the land your own. I will make your brothers stretch out from the Red Sea to the Mediterranean Sea and from the wilderness to the Euphrates River. I'm turning everyone living in that land over to you. Go ahead and drive them out. Don't make any deals with them or their gods. They are not to stay in the same country with you lest they get you to sin by worshiping their gods. Beware, that's a huge danger. We're grateful that God is able to, you know, through his word, guide us on the how to live our lives. Um, a lot of these instructions were fulfilled in Christ, you know. Um, these are part of the rules and the regulations that the children of Israel had to keep on a daily basis. And every time that they sinned, they, they, maybe somebody broke a particular instruction, the person had to go do a sacrifice of sin. So the, the atonement for sin was more like every day. But Christ paid for all sin, past, present, and future. And then when we come to Christ, the ability to live, the, to obey, to do, you know, it, it's, it, it's put inside of us. And that's one of the reasons we have the Holy Spirit. The Bible says he's the one that is at work in us, both to will and to do of his good pleasure. So um, the life that we've been called to live is a beautiful life, a very beautiful one. So as you read through these instructions, you just celebrate and it shows you the character of God, how God thinks, how God sees things and how God expects that things are done. So you see, it's talking about your relationship with your fellow man. How do you treat them? You know that that 100,000 that you gave your friend, as much as the friend borrowed it, you know that you can let it go. You know you can say, oh, okay, don't worry, that 100,000, you can keep it. Because God has blessed you beyond measure. This person is still trying to find their food. Now God is saying that, let things go. You don't have to pay, oh, um, um, you must pay me back, this, 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 that. You know, one of the things my life coach will always say is, give people things that you can let go of. You say, when you give people things, um, if, they, if they return it, fine, if they don't return it, why, why should somebody go and um, get a police? You want to arrest your brother because your brother borrowed money from you and the person could not pay back. So um, there's more to life than, than the discord and the, 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 the disagreements and the misunderstandings that we have from time to time. And then we hold on to them like, no, 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 I'm not going to forgive this one. I'm not going to let go of this one. God is big. God is big. And if you say, oh, but my friend cheated me. If the person cheats you, you heard what God said. He said, I will fight those that fight you. If the person cheats you, then God will sort the person out. There is, there's a judgment for the cheat. So you just go on, enjoy your life and multiply your resources through your words because the word of God can create anything. And as you have mercy on people, so would you also have mercy. So it's, it's, a it's a beautiful read, reading, you know, the book of Exodus and all of us seeing how God relates with every one of us, even though this is the Old Testament, but it gives you an insight into how God thinks. When Jesus now came, he became the full expression of the Father for us to see the real actual character and personality of God in human flesh.
That's what Jesus became for us. And then he died. Then he gave himself for us. And then we received the God life. Now, deep inside of us, we can feel it. We can, we have, we have become participators of the divine nature. That divine nature that he was trying to teach these guys in Exodus, it's now in us. The ability to do, to desire and to do. This is why being born again is very important. This is why having the Holy Spirit living us is very important. We just enjoy our lives. It becomes easy to live the God life. So I'm saying congratulations to everyone because this is the life we've been called to live. And um, we can always be better as we look into the mirror of the word. And then we see what God has said concerning us. And we know that this is who we are. Praise God. Hallelujah. I'm going to hand over to Brother Martin to take us through the affirmation, the Pauline affirmation. Praise the Lord. Good morning, everyone. And thank you so much, um, esteemed Sister Maka. That 100,000, Sister Maka. So, praise the Lord. Um, as we take the affirmations this morning, um, we go, the normal way we take it is um, you first um, mention your name, and then I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation. Then next paragraph also, you mention your name and in like manner. Praise the Lord. So, at the count of three, we go one, two, three. My name is Martin. My name is Amaka Richard. I have the spirit of wisdom, Praise God. Thank you so much, Brother Martins. 
um, that's an affirmation that you should have before you. Um, we're going to repost it on the group. So if you need to print it, print it and put it somewhere in your house where you can see it all the time. It's a prayer that we turned, it's there the compilation of the Pauline prayers that we turned into an affirmation, set of affirmations. So you can pray them over your life and then you can pray them, especially over new converts. If you look at the very words, any of your, you bring somebody to Christ, if they become the reality of those words, then they are, they are, they are, they are perfect. They are as good to go, you know, and ready for the first flight. So um, print, paste somewhere and leave that life to the full. So I'm going to read now from First Corinthians. Um, please get your communion materials ready. We're about to take the communion at this moment. Um, for those just joining us, you might be wondering why we take the communion. Um, I don't have much time today to explain that. Um, but every time we take the communion, it's first the scriptural because the Bible says for us to do that. And that's where I'm going to be reading, you know, even at the moment, I'm reading 1 Corinthians chapter 11. He said, for I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it and, and said, this is Jesus talking now. He said, take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. So before Jesus left the world, he told his disciples that the breaking of bread, the taking of the communion should be something that they should do frequently as a means of remembering who he was, what he did and what he appropriated to us. Father, thank you for the bread. Thank you because it signifies the body of Christ that was broken for us. And because that body was broken for us, we'll never be broke in our lives, spirit, soul and body. We're perfect, we're whole, we're strong, we're healthy, we're in good condition at all times because the Holy Spirit lives on the inside of us. Thank you, Father, because it is so in Jesus' name. Amen. You can break the bread and take it. Ensure you always break before you eat. That's what is significant about the bread. The breaking itself is part of the, the, the instruction. Verse 25, after the same manner also he took the cup when he had sobbed, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. These two years often as you drink it in remembrance of me. For as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, this should be lots death till he comes. Thank you, Father. For the blood of the new covenant sealed with the, for the cup of the new covenant sealed with the blood of Jesus. As often as we do this, we affirm that all that Christ died was buried, resurrected, ascended, and was glorified for, that we should be, we are, have, we are, that we should have, we have, that we should do, we are doing daily by the power of the Holy Ghost, by the ministry of angels, in Jesus' precious name, amen. You can now take the cup. I prophesy into your month, and I declare that the abundance of the sea is directed towards you. That which is laid up in secret places, secret caches of valuables, they come to you in abundant supply. The wealth of the sea, the wealth in this world, they are directed towards you. All that you desire to do, all that you want to make happen 
in this month, you have all the resources. You have the human resources, the material resources, and the financial resources. The Lord is marvelously helping you in this day and in this month. All that you require, you have in abundant supply. God is exceeding all of your expectations, as he has said in his word that he would do. And daily, in this month, you would return with testimonies. The desire of the adversary has been defeated because God is with you and it can only get better for you and you can only have victory heaped upon victory. It's a beautiful month for everyone in this house. Congratulations. In Jesus' precious name, amen. We share the benediction at this time. You can unmute your mic and the grace of our Lord Jesus Christ, love of God, and the sweet fellowship of the Holy Spirit is with us now and forevermore. Amen. Jolly, God's goodness and mercy for the rest of our life. Amen. In the house of the All right, everybody, enjoy the rest of your day. Thank you so much. Happy New Month. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Mom. Thank you, Mom.